so if you can next, we're going to kind of move on to the application process. So if, Alice, if you can kind of talk me through a bit about the initial stages of the application process. So you clicked through GradCracker, you landed on the applicant's website, you started the online application process. Can you remember much about what that consists of and maybe the type of questions they asked you? Somebody asked me this recently. It, was, um, <laughs> it started off with a situational judgment test, I think. So you submitted your CV mm -hmm. and your um, cover letter, and then you had to do this test that sort of tries to test if you're a good fit for the company. Right. So just sort of looking at your values and stuff. And then thereafter, there was a telephone interview, and then there was an assessment centre. So I had to come... I had to come down to London. That was so I applied in September and came down to London in December to do the assessment centre. Yeah. And then by January I had an offer. So it was Fantastic. quite good. Yeah. So just going back a stage then, so just going to the situational judgment test. Yeah. And um, so could you tell me um a bit about what that process was like and the kind of questions maybe they asked you and how you prepared yourself for, for that test? Um it's a bit of a tricky one because it's not so much it's not really one that you can study for okay it, because it was more looking at the values that you hold and how, how they match up with the company mm -hmm. so our values here at atkins are safety innovation collaboration um and so it was looking at how you fit into that so i think a tip for people applying is to understand what our values are so that yeah. you know how your personality fits into that mm -hmm. um, otherwise you, you wouldn't really be able to answer the questions properly if you don't know what the values are definitely yeah. definitely yeah that, I think that's a great bit of advice there you know research is absolutely key I think a lot of things a lot of time what students do sometimes get frustrated they'll just throw a load of applications out there and not knowing that they're probably wasting their time and the employer's time um, because if you do your research, you can definitely refer back to it. You know, when it comes to the telephone interview, like I said, situational judgment test, and also like the assessment centre. Um, so Louise, going back to you then, the application process. I know it's been three years since, but you know, can you remember a bit about how you felt going through the process? You know, was it a similar process to what Alice went through? You know. So my route into Atkins as a graduate was probably slightly different to other people's because okay. I'd already done a summer placement here. Um, I unfortunately didn't get the automatic referral because I'd done 11 weeks, not 12. Oh, um, really? So oh, very yeah. fine, but um, I had to reapply. However, I got to fast track the system, so I didn't do an assessment centre because I had the perk of doing a placement beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, I just went straight to interview. Um, didn't do a telephone interview as far as I remember, but it was four years ago, so I might have learned <laughs> that. Um, but I just went straight to interview with who's now my manager. Yeah. Um, I do remember doing the maths, the English, and the situational judgment. One thing, though, I'd like to mention, um, as part of my role now, I'm also the co-chair of our disability network. Okay. And situational judgment tests can be quite difficult for people with neurodiverse conditions, but we've recently become disability confident accredited, uh, and we've put a lot of reasonable adjustments in place. So if people are thinking about applying, they're not sure because they've got a disability or a neurodiverse condition, um, just ring up our HR team, we can discuss kind of what reasonable adjustments can be removed, because mm -hmm. neurodiverse conditions and situational judgment questionnaires don't really go that well hand in hand yeah. um, and quite often people will fail them but we're really pleased to be able to offer kind of removing that element if you do have a neurodiverse condition so if people are thinking of applying and they're a bit worried about additional requirements they have we have a whole list now on our recruitment website which will list what you can ask for so that could be that you're partially sighted and need bigger font it could be you have audio kind of condition and you need different requirements there 
we're open to all of it. We want to employ people from diverse backgrounds. So yeah. if you have got a condition, you're thinking of applying, our HR team will be happy to speak to you about what adjustments you need. Brilliant. Um, so situational judgment might sound scary, mm-hmm. but if you do have one of those conditions, it doesn't mean it's the end of the road for you. Yeah. So at what point should they let you know about these particular conditions? So any before any they put the application preferably in? Preferably before, or? but it can be any point in in the test. So yeah. uh, we've had a case where someone has decided not to declare it because they want to do it on their own merit. Absolutely fine. A lot of people with disabilities don't want to be considered different sure, to yeah. other people. Um, and then decided later down the line, actually, I think I didn't do very well because I didn't declare it. Mm-hmm. Phoned up they managed to trace down his application and he's now started as a graduate. Oh, really? So there's some really good stories that mm-hmm. ideally declare it at the start because it's just from the start it'll be easier for you. Yeah. But um, it can it has happened where it's been tracked back later. Yeah. But it, it's a good thing to know when you're applying. There's not a brick wall here if you have a disability. You can just come in. Fantastic. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Again, because a lot of our students maybe won't mention it, too scared to mention it or not sure that, you know, you would understand it or put something in place for them so that's really really great that you've got something like that yeah it also goes with dyslexia that's probably the more common one english tests with dyslexia you might just need extra time Mm -hmm. same with maths you you might just need a bit longer to read the actual question yeah um, because it takes a little bit longer to process it Mm -hmm. fine just let them know so every step of the process so even maybe would you support them when it comes to even a telephone interview or assessment center you'll put things in place for that so it's a more personalized approach Mm -hmm. um and we've, it's only very recent we've become accredited with Disability Confident, which is a government scheme, but uh, the HR and recruitment team have been working really hard to ensure there's kind of no barriers to employment for people with disabilities. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. Um, yeah, so if any students that are listening um, are worried about anything like that, then definitely get in contact with applicants and we'll be able to support you along the way with your application. Moving back to you then, Dan. Um, so again, going through the process. So you've got through, say, your telephone interview. What's the next stage after? that what did you do uh, so after the telephone interview it was the assessment center fantastic yeah um, talk me a bit about your preparation for the assessment center okay. maybe how you felt um, and what the day was actually like yeah um i remember being quite nervous mm-hmm. i'd done another assessment center before and there i do find that they can come across as quite intimidating but i found the one thing with atkins was it was it was really welcoming um it's quite interesting me and josh were actually on the same assessment center oh, okay. um and when we when we had lunch, we had lunch with like the different line managers and mm-hmm. the, the rest of the recruitment team, and it was very welcoming. Yeah. Um, and it didn't feel as pressurised as some of the other assessment centres I've been to. Like they wanted you to succeed and offered you a lot of different support there and then, and mm-hmm. it was very tailored and personalised. So the the day consisted of a an an, in, an individual technical interview where okay. they asked you questions more about what management consultancy was and what you considered it to be and yeah. before you went you had to prepare a presentation on a topic that they asked you to present back on okay so you had your slides you had like in 10 minutes to present and then they asked you a series of questions on the presentation you gave so if you don't mind asking what what did you have to present on what um, topic? so it was looking at uh, like self check-in gates or an I think it was that or to do yeah, a luggage check-in yeah, yeah okay. it was, it was, in, it was in, in an airport situation yeah um, and it was to do with a, a project that they were going to be delivering and how you were going to set out your timelines for delivering this project and right, okay. how you're going to liaise with the airlines and this sort of thing so how did you feel because obviously you, you did have a bit of experience being doing your placement and other things in the past you know how did you know yeah. what boxes to tick in that presentation 
I mean, I had to do some research on the aviation industry because I didn't have much yeah. idea at all. But um, I think it was more they wanted to see your process and your thinking behind what the reasons you gave for it. Right. It was an interesting process, but it was definitely a worthwhile thing to do because I think it gave you much more of an insight into the job you were going to be doing. Yeah. And although the questions, they were slightly technical, they didn't expect you to have loads of prior knowledge. Um, so again, I'm so glad you said that. Again, so a lot of our students, they really think, oh my gosh, you know, they I'm worried about all my technical knowledge. Are they yeah. going to have enough? Are they, are they going to be looking at me thinking, oh no, you haven't ticked every box yeah. here? But you made a really good point there. A lot of the time, these employers are looking for someone um, and the skills of the, the thought process, mm. the problem solving. How yeah. have you got to that answer? Talk me through how you got there. And yeah. It kind of doesn't matter if the end answer is right or wrong, yeah. but it's, you know, again, how you got there and why you got to that, that yeah, answer. No, definitely. And then, yeah, so the, you had a technical interview, you had like a written assessment, um, mm. which I think was like 45 minutes and you got, it was like a verbal reasoning thing and then you had to give your responses. Right. Then there was a group exercise where you were all given a scenario um, and you had to discuss it. And then uh, there was one more, like more personal interview about where you wanted to be located, what sort of stream of the programme you thought you might want to be, whether you're more like a business digital consultant or whether you're right. more of a project management consultant. Mm-hmm. And did, did you know at that point though what you wanted to no, do? No, not really. And that's also the good thing about the JCDP. Like it's although you so what's the junior consultant development program. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. Although you're split onto those separate streams from day one, they're mm-hmm. quite flexible in the sense that if you're on BDC but business digital consulting, but you think actually I'm much more interested in maybe project management, you can do a placement in that and then you can switch over. Fantastic. So you're yeah. not set in stone from mm. the beginning. That's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your career. There's right. quite a lot of flexibility around that. Oh, good. So after going back to the um, assessment process, um, so you've done your presentation, you've done like the interview, did you do any kind of team? exercises yeah what was that like it, yeah it was the one group exercise right okay. um so they gave you a situation i think it was to do with this make-believe island and you had to discuss where you were going to place the people where the airport was going to be the transport links between right, them okay. and it was, it was very generic like you didn't have to have any prior knowledge on that and then it was you having to give like valid points and discussing it um i think at the beginning i felt a bit overwhelmed there were some very loud people in the room um but consequently they didn't actually get employed i think it was more they wanted to see what your personality was like and were you a domineering person Mm -hmm. well did you have good listening skills um the softer side of it they weren't bothered about the technical knowledge it was your input into it and how you um integrated with other people josh you do know that i'm nodding do you have a similar experience with you yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Dan, Dan and I obviously had the exact same day and went through it together. I'd quickly jump on. One of the things we were talking about was the, the technical skills that they, they, they asked us, and I'm involved in the recruitment process now myself. Oh, okay. And that's something that they're kind of changing to more competency-based questions because, right. you know, it's not just about what these people know, but it's about how we're going to interact with them on a day-to-day yeah. basis when they, when they do join the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the day itself, it's not don't try and go in saying the right answers all the time like yeah. try and be yourself a bit more because that's the best way you're going to fit in at Atkins as well like yeah. if it's not the company for you that day we'll suss it all you then yeah um and you obviously don't want to be part of a company that your values don't fit in at either mm-hmm. um but yeah the day it's definitely it's not an intimidating day like you know one of the one of the main things for me about joining Atkins was the amount of effort that was put in on that day and they will get consultants from around the firm to come in and talk to you 
and I had been to a number of other assessment centres and that just wasn't provided. I just felt like another pawn going in, trying to get through and getting mm. chucked out at the end again. Um, and I had a decision to make right at the end and it was that Atkins was just a company that clearly valued their people a lot uh, yeah. and that is something that Atkins is very proud about, the culture that they have uh, yeah. um, and it's definitely a good decision for me that I, I went forward with Atkins uh, um, and yeah, so the, the day as well, you'll, the assessment centre and the group exercise they're not always looking for the most dominant people you know, they're, they're looking for people who they're going to be able to work with on a day-to-day basis that's going to get on with others in the team um, and a lot of the questions will ask you, you know, wh- where do you see yourself fitting into this team? And I think the natural thing is to try and say, oh, I'm going to be a leader of this team. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not always the correct answer. It's like, yes, Atkins wants leaders, but they want problem solvers, like good communicators as well. So be honest with that as well. Like You, you, you want to fill the vacancy that you, you want to work as in the yeah. future as well. And they don't always need, yes, we're, we're a project management firm, but they don't always need PMs. Like They need BDC. They need project support people like yeah. that 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 is needed as well so just be honest throughout your assessment center what i know because you've said you know one of the answers could be you know see myself as a problem solver or do see myself as a leader what other ways could they answer that question because i think i go again just putting myself in that situation i'd probably go oh yeah i'm be a leader i'm be a leader mm-hmm. but then deep down thinking oh my god now i couldn't yeah. But then, you know, you know, what? How could you answer? You know, say if you are, you know, maybe a person that's a little bit introvert. You know, maybe someone who doesn't want to be a leader but wants to be part of the team. How could you answer that question? In yeah, a no, positive good way? question. And there is, um, you're given a, a piece of paper with um, a situation on it. Okay. And you're told to step away for half an hour, an hour, um, and then you come in and present and you say how you'd act in this situation. Um, so some people might say, oh, I see there's a problem here, I'd love to step away, start to analyse this problem, like digest the data, if we can get any back, anything back from it, start to present back to the business as mm-hmm. to how you might approach it. Whereas I might say, oh, I want to go in and be in a PM myself, like, I want to go in, I want to try and get a team together and start to coordinate everybody and try and drive out and work out the solution together. Mm-hmm. Somebody might be more specific and say, I want to solve that problem myself. But, yeah. And it's just the different skills that you want to try and combine to make like a great team. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely an opportunity to really get yourself across within mm-hmm. the assessment center. And it's not something to be intimidated by whatsoever. It's a real opportunity for you to express your own skills. You know, so I kind of worry now about the advice I give at assessment centres. But yeah, you really do need to be yourself. There's absolutely no point in lying because you're going to put yourself in a situation. Well, one, you're going to probably they're going to see through you straight away, and two, then you're going to be in a situation which you either don't want to be in, and it's not you. Mm. I mean, it so can come back to Atkins values. You've got integrity and collaboration. You you don't have to be a leader to work with other people. Mm. And mm. if you lie about yourself, you're already failing on the first value. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. literally no, no point. point and also people like you say people see straight through it yeah yeah you can tell when someone's nervously trying to pretend they're someone they're not mm. it's better to just nervously be exactly who you are yeah yeah, um, yeah. and i completely agree with that yeah. just to kind of touch on dan you made a point about and i think you probably know who i'm talking about there was one person in particular in our group who was so dominant right and I, everyone could hardly get a word in i remember walking away thinking like i didn't personally think i'd got it and That's i was like that guy's just clearly got it but he, he didn't get it, no. and Atkins will see through that as well. And it's not good to try and go and just try and dominate everyone because yeah. you can't work with that kind of person on a day to day basis. Mm. So, yeah. Mm, that's a really good point. I think as well, you need to, you know, we're saying about research and then about the company, but you also need to kind of find out who you are mm. as an individual, don't you? You need to think about, you know, what do I want and who do I want to be? 
before you can even put yourself in those situations. So that's a really good point. I'm glad you, you touched upon that. 